Broadcasting from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit bear of doom and gloom, opium-free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. We interrupt this program for a special news bulletin. Step right up, got tickets on sale in today's episode. Trains coming off the rails. Watch it all burn from the screen on your phone. But don't you worry about it, you're safe at home. Every talking head will tell you everything's fine. It's the blind lead in the blind. Yeah, it's a circus out here. We're wobbling on a wire. There's a lady with a beard, clowns juggling. He's got us jumping through hoops Y'all wish that I was lying But you know that it's the truth Get your popcorn ready And pour you something strong If the world's still spinning The shit show goes on Well, the world's strongest man Just dropped the ball And the tent's caving in From the weight of it all Yeah, the lion's at the Puppets in a rage And the ringleaders on parade It's a circus out here We're wobbling on a wire There's a lady with a beard Clowns juggling fire Elephants and donkeys Got us jumping through hoops Y'all wish that I was lying But you know that it's the truth Get your popcorn ready And pour you something strong If the world's still spinning The shit show goes on Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. My name is Josh. That's Vince Taglia via This is the Red Pill Projects. Daily Dose live with you Monday through Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Monday, Wednesdays and Thursdays, 8 p.m. on Tuesdays. This is where we bring you the unfolding global conspiracy of communism coming to America. Communism spreading throughout the uh, the whole world. Not really communism, but just this radical uh, authoritarian ideology that is swept over just about every country on the face of the earth that is in is modernized. Oh my God, Vince! You know, that. the more and more, like I, I, I don't know if anybody checked out Badlands today when we had the uh, the interview with uh, Ben Stewart, David, and I. If you haven't, you this is a must watch. But we break down really the psychological component of what's really happening here. And it's interesting that we have this individualization of, of, of discovery of, of all this darkness rising up on your individual level that is manifesting within the social psyche. And that's really kind of what is developing here. And it's authoritarian. It's dictatorial. It's technocratic. It's anti-human in, in so many degrees. And, you know, it's hard to believe sometimes looking at the world that this is where we're at, that this is what is happening. Oh, yeah. And, you know, we sit here day in and day out and we look at the narrative and we make predictions on what's going to happen. And we say, hey, look, there's a firestorm coming Um, within this firestorm. This is what we expect to see. This is the types of things that um, you can expect here in the near future. This is why they're doing this or that. And, you know, and I like to tout that we have a high level of accuracy because we do. We have a very high level of accuracy. Credit where credit's due, man. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But, you know, it blows my mind sometimes. 
when it starts to come forth and everything starts happening really, really fast. Like right now we're, we're in the beginning storm surge mm-hmm. of this massive storm. That's about to be unleashed into the world. I mean, Marjorie Taylor green just said, get ready. Shit's about to happen. Yeah. Right. So we know the impeachment of Joe Biden, all this stuff. Well, what are the things that we've been saying? Number one thing that we said is <clears throat> here on the Dale and the red pill project, Vince and I is that DeSantis was either a, an agent of Trump or B a, a basically a rhino, right? Yes. But that he served a purpose either way. And that purpose was to basically bring out of the darkness, all the rhino Republicans, all of the deep staters that would support DeSantis. Right. And so we who's said, loyal and who's show not. who's loyal and who's not. And after that happens, DeSantis will drop out. And what did we say? His donors will go to Donald Trump. That was you. You all you said all of that. And I, I like that theory. Uh, it's kind of a win-win situation. And it uh, looks like to be the case. <laughs> DeSantis built a massive network of big donors. They may have ditched him. And just the article we looked at the other day is that those donors are now backing Donald Trump. Now, now, to me, that is a political, a political strategy. Like I've said, I, I don't think that. Don, why was Donald Trump hammering DeSantis so much? Right? It's almost like they planned this. DeSantis, you remember when the New York AG indicted Donald Trump and DeSantis came up and said, uh, we're not complying with that. Sorry, you're going to have to wait till he comes to New York. Yes. I said, right there. It, it, DeSantis is still protecting Trump. I don't know if they're working together, but what we can see is that they most likely had some type of plan, that Trump's campaign had some type of plan to exploit DeSantis to bring everybody out, and they knew the donors would flock back to them. And so we're seeing that happen. What else are we seeing happen here? Let me go to my Twitter because my Twitter, I think, really says says it all. Um, I I had this up there, but I'll I'll talk about that in a minute. The WHO, the World Health Organization, they're making a push right now. Do, Do you remember the WHO treaty that turned into the WHO agreement? That Joe Biden's White House signed because they can't sign a treaty without senatorial approval. So they changed the name of it to an agreement where it gives the World Health Organization full rights over medical sovereignty here in this country. It supersedes our governments, therefore superseding us in a way. Well, constitutionally, unfortunately, it doesn't. But they try to play that. That's basically what they're going for. Right. And so when this new pandemic ushers out... They will acquiesce to the authority of the World Health Organization. They'll say, well, the world, instead of the CDC said so, it's going to be the WHO said so. But just just in time, like we said, every summer, or every, every winter, we say next fall, here it comes. World Health Organization warn, warns of concerning COVID trends ahead of winter. Uh, we had um, Tedros today talking about the increasing death rate from the new COVID variant. Oh this God. is alarming and concerning. Uh, Let me now, guess it. Sorry, it causes myocarditis and brain <laughs> swelling, huh? Well, no. It, oh. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's not going to kill you guys because Moderna's fall COVID booster generated a strong antibody response against the new BA286 variant. I mean, what the are the odds? Response? Yeah, uh, what are the odds? Telling me, you're telling me that you get an excess amount of antibodies when you introduce a foreign protein into your system? I know, right? But But they're saying that the new variant... Um, is a match for the Moderna vaccine. Like, wow, well, record I mean, time, record time, dude. Yeah. Our scientists are so good. How long did it take them to develop that? Three, like, three days? they can never get the flu wow. shot right. They can never get the flu shot right. Never, no. And they said it's impossible because it mutates so quickly. Blah blah blah. But yeah, but Moderna, they, they they nailed it. Uh, Moderna and Moderna, we got to remember, was funded by the Department of Defense in 2010 as a competitive biopharma team to basically work at Fort Detrick and create gain of function research in bioweapons. So, you know, just knowing that they would take this bioweapon that has mutated and be able to to come up and say, oh, my God, we believe that the mutation, which is like a one in a trillion probability of predicting this is going to be this. And we just create a vaccine that that just oh, my God. 
just unbelievable. Sons of guns. They think you're stupid. They They think think we're stupid. stupid. They think we're stupid. We're smarter than we look. Well, how about this one? Q post 4014. April 30th, 2020. Okay. Future proves the past, Vince. Just remember, future proves the past. When we were looking at this, we were thinking 2020 election. We were thinking what they were going to do with the, the Joe Biden replacing him with Hillary Clinton in the candidacy. Remember this? Why are they pushing the Democrat? Why are they why are they pushing back on the Democrat convention? Well, just think about this. What are they doing right now? No debates for the Democrats. The, the DNC doesn't want to have debates at all with Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. They just want him to go in there uncontested, right? COVID-19 concern is strategic for last minute change. Oh, what what just happened? We have the COVID-19 variant that is coming about. Could we possibly see a change of batter coming? Oh, so you're reading the post. The post says that, huh? Oh, this is what the post says right here. Why are they pushing back on the Democrat convention? COVID-19 concern or strategic for last minute change? Change of batter coming. Why was she saved from officially announcing? Why was she reserved for a last-minute change? How do you attempt to sneak one in? How do you attempt to ensure victory? Adopt national vote by mail? How do you convince Americans it was legitimate? Release fake polls indicating variable leads in swing states. So could this be a transition of narrative that we're about to see? Well, what is this pertaining to? Vice President Kamala Harris today says she may have to take over as president of the United States of America, and she is ready to do so. Right, which would be, <clears throat> this took me a second, sorry, but this would be the change of batter, which would be a baseball metaphor. That's right. Change of batter, well, yeah, change of batter baseball metaphor. And most likely what happens is the Senate would go in there and they would select Gavin Newsom as his vice president, as her vice president. She would serve only just a few months and then Gavin Newsom would most likely take over and then run as the incumbent. After she sets everything on fire. She's scary, dude. But you remember what we said? Remember what we've been saying all week, last week as well? I made a prediction last night that the new COVID uh, COVID narrative would be used as a scenario to remove Joe Biden. With Jill Biden being sick, this would make Joe prime for infection. Joe is elderly and high risk. Congress about to start the impeachment. If Joe resigned or passed away due to COVID, this would provide the cover to stop the investigations and stop the unveiling of the deep state crimes, which would lead to the toppling of the House of Cards. Basically, if Joe Biden is removed at this point in time in the game, all the investigations go away. Yeah, or it's easier for them to push them away. Yeah, for sure. Think about it. I mean, if Joe Biden resigns tomorrow, I'm sick, Jill's sick, we got to step away, I can't do this job anymore, or he passes away. What happens when the Republican Congress goes after Joe Biden? They say, oh, going after a dead guy, real low blow, guys. What's wrong with you? Real low blow. He's no longer the president. You don't have to worry about it. Just let it be. He did good to our country. That would be the narrative. And why? Because Joe Biden leads to the toppling of the House of Cards. Joe Biden leads to Ukraine. Ukraine is the cornerstone. The cornerstone brings down the House of Cards. So what else do we have? Well, I'm pretty sure that we said on this podcast multiple times that these these indictments against Donald Trump will Mm. be utilized to disqualify him from being on the ballot through the 14th Amendment. Yes. Another state, six voters in the state of Colorado, have followed a lawsuit seeking to remove former President Trump from the state's presidential election ballot because of his role in the insurrection on January 6, 2021. They could try, but it's not constitutional. People aren't going to stand for that. They're going to try their damnedest, though. Well, they're going to try. And Adam Schiff called for a new resolution to do exactly this federally, right? But here's the thing. Is you're innocent until you're proven guilty. But... The accusations alone with people convicted like January. So this, you have to remember, the foundation is the January Sixers. Enrique, uh, uh, the the head of Proud Boys, Mm -hmm. who did he blame for January 6th? I don't remember. Donald Trump. Mm. He just was sentenced to 22 years in prison, and he came out and said what? It's all Donald Trump's fault. He wasn't even there on January 6th, just sentenced to 22 years, and he's blaming it on Donald Trump. Huh. Isn't that interesting? That's that black dude. He's like mulatto. I think he's white and Hispanic. Wow. But so think about this though. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. These people being convicted 
of insurrection are blaming Donald Trump. That right there becomes the cause, the lead for the 14th Amendment. And that's the narrative that they wanted to push. So all these January 6th indictments and convictions were the foundation to remove Donald Trump through the 14th Amendment with his own indictments that were related. It doesn't matter what the court or jury says. Right. Arizona judge rules that the state's current mail-in ballot signature verification process is unlawful, and they violated the law in both 2020 and the 2022 elections. In this case, the 2019 election protocol manual remains in effect. It contains an incorrect definition of registration record, as does the advice from the Secretary of State alleged in the complaint. This incorrect definition and instruction currently carries the weight of law, according to Judge John Naper. The Secretary is bound by the election statutes and dictates in the EPM which uh, which violate or deviate from these statutes do not have the force of law. The special action is, uh, alleges just such a violation. This proves just how they've been stealing elections in Arizona by basically misinterpreting the law and getting around it by process. So here's the thing is if this judge just ruled that the 2020 and the 2022 elections in Arizona were fraudulent, were illegal, Pull those electors back. We we yeah. need to have a new election. One hundred percent. That is not. Yeah, that's not a clear, clear election. Immediately. Immediately. A lot of foot dragging. What are they waiting for? Hopefully, there's something there. If not, I mean, man, every day that passes, something doesn't happen. Things are getting worse and worse. Whew, it makes me a little worried. But mm -hmm. let's just hope uh, things go well. It's gonna. It's going to get be ugly in this transition. It's no matter get what. Very ugly. Bill Gates places a hundred million that bet on Bud Light comeback. So Sell, <laughs> let him buy yeah, more. There is ever more of a reason to boycott Bud Light in their products. Yeah, just get a list, and every time you go to the liquor store, make sure you're looking at it. A what? Of all the Bud Light products, oh. all Anheuser Busch's oh, products. Yeah. So, did you see this information about this Delta flight that was turned around because of? Uh, um, the biohazard incident of explosive diarrhea? Yes, of course I have. This is going to be one of my tributes to Morning Coffee Friday Funnies edition. <laughs> so, what do you think? I want to hear your thoughts on this one. There, there, uh, well, here's my problem with this. Number one. Number two. Here's the, yeah, number two. Negative. It's it's a, a biohazard issue. I, you know, we've had a passenger who had diarrhea all the way through the airplane, so they wanted to come back to Atlanta. So this is pretty prolific. I mean, this is like streams of shit throughout the whole plane. Down the whole aisle. How does that happen? Well, food poisoning would be that or poisoning of some sort. But I get the feeling that there's something else going on here. And it just doesn't seem right to me that this event happened because, look, I've flown. I've flown. Millions upon millions of miles, okay? Worked for an airline for six years. I've flown all across the country, all across the world. I've never, ever seen anything like that before in my life. <laughs> never. Okay? And so yes. when you have like once in those lifetime type of things occur like that, you yeah. have to ask yourself, what is what really happened? going on? Yeah. Well, maybe... They're trying to propagate a bioweapon. That's my thought and theory on it. Oh, like next week someone else is going to shit on a plane and they're going to be like. <gasps> well, the people on that plane, if someone was carrying a bioweapon with inside them. And they just shit it out on a plane. All those people potentially could be infected. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Because and did you. Did, go ahead. I mean, to your point. You get diarrhea in a plane, you're going to keep your pants on. How do you shit all the way down an aisle unless, you're in, unless your intent is to get it everywhere? Like, what is going on there? Really? Right. Well, yeah, I, I agree with you on that assessment. Is like, yeah, I've had a shit pretty bad. Oh, we lost Vince. I've had a shit pretty bad before in my life. But I've always been able to make it somewhere. Right? Like, but, but here's my problem. Sorry, I missed that. Go ahead. Here's my problem with it 
is you notice they're not coming out and saying that the person's okay, that the who person is. had the person who shit. Yeah, I know. They didn't even say who it is. They're not saying who it is. They're not saying that the person was sick or had food poisoning. Like, what are the types of illnesses that give explosive diarrhea like that? That person has to be really sick in order for that to happen. Oh, okay? and what kind of virus did we talk about would be uh, one of the one of the ones that could possibly be utilized in a Ebola attack? Yeah, a gastrointestinal illness. There it is. Uh oh, catastrophic contagion. <sighs> gastrointestinal illness that spreads like wildfire. It's hilarious and frightening at the same time. Uh, you may be onto something, dude. Makes so you heard it here sense. first, guys. I've been saying catastrophic con contagion. There it is. Vince just nailed it. This could be that that um, gastric gastrointestinal virus that was portrayed in catastrophic contagion that potentially was just released as a bioweapon on this plane. Watch other people start getting sick, get diarrhea. Explosive diarrhea. Dude. Okay, you sent me Donald Trump's profile. What was up with that? Well, he just had some good posts today. He talked about Ann Coulter. He talked about putting others <laughs> in jail. It. And uh, that's all. That's it. Yep. Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Oh, he makes I, I'm happy. looking through the kind of... He's posting some stuff about Nixon, too. Now? Um, I'll, I'll go back to that here in a little bit. Okay. I, I want to finish up on my, uh, my, my Twitter my Twitter yeah, what's, what else is happening, dude? This is just... Oh, yeah, so we had that, that ruling in Arizona about the law. Now, election experts claim that 25% of all the 2020 Maricopa County ballots, Arizona mail-in ballots, have no signature match, meaning 420,987 ballots out of 1.9 million are fraudulent, invalid, or illegal. That's a lot. <laughs> wow. Almost 500,000. That yep. means they're probably fake or should be thrown out and considered fake. No, no signature match. Get out of here. Yep. This election is going to be difficult for them to cheat. Now, Vince, it's the other day happen. when, uh, well, yeah, it, it's going to be very difficult for them to cheat, but they're still going to cheat. They're going to do it. That's just they what they are. Do. Yeah. They're already cheating. That, and Jenny said it. We're at best stock up on your Evermectin stock up on your hydroxychloroquine. So the other day when Jill Biden was diagnosed with COVID, what yeah. did I say? They could use that to take him out and put Correct. But what what did I also say on my Twitter account? I what? said now every Joe and Schmo famous actor, musician, oh, yeah. and politician are gonna come out with COVID. Whoopi Goldberg's Headfield. We're seeing it right now. Why are so many famous people now testing for COVID? I don't believe in it. It's all theater. The world is a stage, people. I took the PCR test and it told me I had it. Mm -hmm. And most yeah. likely got colds or flus. So new climate breakdown has begun, according to the United Nations chief. Now, what does this mean, really? It means that a climate war has begun. The war on the climate. We, we, our climate right now is manipulated to a large degree. But the changes that you do see are natural. You don't believe me? Go back to the early 1990s. Go ahead, Vince. Oh, oh yeah, dude. I I, I uh, was looking at historical events that uh, matched with today. I think this was this morning in my my coffee research with my first cup. So you know, because oftentimes I sometimes just get this feeling I should look at the historical events that match up with today. And I was like, in 1666, there was some natural disaster, some big hurricane or some bullshit. And I was like, oh, that's an interesting date. And I was like, I wonder if they had weather modification technology in 1666 and all this stuff. Mm. But dude, I believe that really there is this manipulation and uh, something comes to mind that you covered. And it's that, uh, or there was an article that we covered and it was that the temperature readings that they're taking to say, oh, the temperature's raised 1.5 degrees centigrade or Fahrenheit. They're all, all of these sensors or uh, thermometers or whatever are at airports or surrounded by asphalt where it's naturally hotter. It's like the data is so skewed, man. Anyway, yeah. It, it, it's massively skewed because firstly, the only type of carbon dioxide that has any effect on global climate, not on weather, not on geographic weather, global climate, is atmospheric carbon dioxide. Well, guess what? They don't measure atmospheric carbon dioxide. 
in atmospheric carbon dioxide over the last 100 years, 200 years hasn't changed significantly. Okay? Yeah. The second part of this is that the carbon dioxide monitoring stations are there's I think there's 1114 that are actually monitored out of like 5000 or 10000 of them, but okay. they typically have these distributed across the world and they're supposed to have kind of like um test groups so they'll have one in the middle of the forest they'll have one in the mm -hmm. middle of a field they'll they'll have one near no factories and stuff like that but then they'll also have them in the middle of a big city and typically what they do is they'll go out there and they'll pull a random batch oh. of these and let's just say the random batch included 27 cities and three forests Right. And now it shows a heightened increase in the amount of carbon dioxide and a global temperature change of 1.3 degrees Celsius. Well, why is that? Because you have a concentrated industrial area, a city with massive amounts of pollu pollution. You have brake dust. You have carbon monoxide, carbon di dioxide. You have basically a, a trapping of various gases, heat, and particleization within a city that are trapped in there that are naturally going to raise the temperature within that city area to a certain level. But that doesn't mean that that's happening globally. It doesn't mean that it's happening geographically within that area. Yeah. And that's how yeah. they manipulate this. Because what they'll do is they'll do six different cities around the country. It's the data manipulation. And they all say, trust the science, dude. It's all BS. Did you hear the story about Bill Gates wanting to cut down and bury 70 million acres of trees? I did. It's this attack on carbon and plants eat carbon dioxide. If they're doing this war on carbon dioxide, literally the food we grow comes out of the air because of these things. Okay. It's grown through the air, not necessarily through the soil and stuff like people think. No, this is coming out of the air. Okay. Um, dude, this is going to cut yields if they actually have an impact and all kinds of things. This is just insane. It's going to increase that carbon dioxide. Wait, what? How? If they cut down trees, it will increase carbon dioxide because okay. there will be no not using it. Because yeah, because the trees and plants aren't using it. They want to like create a desert or what? It's just go back to my original me. theory. Terraforming. <laughs> they are yeah. terraforming this planet. They want every move that they're making, putting particles in the atmosphere to block out the sun's light. Cutting down the trees and burying them. Chemtrails. Yeah, I, I believe it, man. Yeah. Speculation so, on that, but. Dr. Thorpe is coming out. The government may block access to life-saving drugs in another lockdown. Uh, independent media outlets are confirming one of the biggest fears the Biden administration is preparing to possibly a new COVID lockdowns in response to the rising COVID numbers. Peter McCullough wrote this week, there is no doubt we are starting another outbreak of COVID-19, this time Omicron variant EG5, which is Iris, and FL 1.5.1 taking the lead in proportions. Dr. McCullough warns that the surge could last three to six months. As we learn time and time again during the pandemic, our government will use any increase in COVID numbers as a justification to force masks, lockdowns, and vaccine passports on American citizens. The Biden regime has begun procuring COVID-19 equipment and hiring advisors and safety protocols, according to an exclusive report from Bannon in, in the war room. This comes amidst increasing speculation the White House might be preparing to reinstate pandemic-era lockdowns and mandates. So one thing that Dr. Thorpe said, and he made it clear, I strongly recommend stockpiling critical medications, including antibiotics, since the turn of the centuries. This has been an incredible investment as uh, many of my friends' patients um, have benefited from it. Now in the summer of 2023, this recommendation is more critical. This means that if you have medications which are critical to your life and that you could potentially lose access to because transportation is limited or lockdowns come about, yeah, it might be time. Free. China. Oh, yeah, we're, we'll talk about that in a minute. But yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, all day chemist or wherever you guys go, Dr. Mark Sherwood, you can go Sherwood.tv slash redpills.tv or slash redpills. Yes. Whatever you use. Mm -hmm. Stockpile your medication as well. Ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, right? Uh, oregano oil, natural antibiotic. Garlic oil. Garlic oil. Garlic oil. You. Okay. Have you ever like taken a garlic oil and just been like, why did I do that? I'll eat garlic cloves raw, dude, and I'll just eat them. I'm right. hardcore. But you know one of those little pills of garlic oil? That is extracted oil from a thousand cloves. Yeah, that's how oregano oil is. It'll F you up. Yeah. Careful. 
Um, but uh, can I say something on this health thing? Sure. Re- whether or not SHTF happens and we can't get medications and things like this, hopefully it doesn't happen and things are fairly smooth. But if it did, it's better to be prepared than not, right? That's how I look at it. I'll say this, and I'm not a doctor or anything, but a lot of people who are healthy and they eat healthy and they exercise and they start really focusing on their health in this manner, something like Dr. Sherwood would recommend or some other naturopathic doctor or somebody who has their head screwed on right, uh, a real doctor, I guess we could call it. Um, These people oftentimes, after beginning to do this, their body changes and they find that they're able to reduce their dependency on pharmaceutical drugs whether that be for blood pressure or anything else. So doing something like that and having not not having yourself not be dependent on these pharmaceuticals might be recommended by some doctors and it's worth talking to them and figuring out if that's right for you. Yep. So it's like garlic infused honey, but you also have mm. um, onions. So you can, you can ferment onions and garlic in honey and that becomes a massive cough syrup and uh, an antiseptic as well. I mean, uh, Allatin in the onions. I got some upstairs that's been sitting for about a month and a half. Yeah, honey Fantastic. is amazing. I cured so, my cat bite with honey. There you go. Mm-hmm. And, and listen, I mean, home remedies, like I, I don't have all my stuff right here. But I, I typically have this little bin that I carry around with me. I, I try to take it with me when I travel. But I leave it at home for my kids and stuff like that, just because it's got everything in there. <clears throat> it doesn't have, I'd have no ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. The ivermectin I have, I have the horse paste. Yeah. And that stuff too. works wonders. Mm-hmm. I got horse paste. I got, I got enough horse paste to last us like oh. five years. Okay? Nah, it's probably time to start that, start that ivermectin regimen again. I, I wait until I start feeling something, mm-hmm. but listen, we are entering this era right now of humanity where the SHTF, the shit is going to hit the fan. And so I'm going to get into kind of a, a transition of narrative here. We're going to, we're going to talk about how all this plays out and how all of this comes together. Cause this is the firestorm that we've been talking about. This is the firestorm that I've been warning you about for what, three years now, but first, but wait, there's more, but first, uh, so tomorrow we typically have our after dark Q and a after the show tomorrow night, Thursday, that is tonight. So we'll be doing that tonight after this show promptly, uh, 10 PM Eastern standard time, 9 PM, uh, central standard time. Uh, so right after the show, we'll be going to that. I'll log in, I'll give host and, and I'll be in there in a few minutes. I just got to take a quick break, come right back. But that after dark Q and a is tonight. If you are a subscribing member on Substack, on rumble on pilled, wherever it might be, just send me a message on the social red pill and say, Hey, I'm a subscribing member. I need the link. I'll get you the link. If it's your first time on socialredpill.com and you just want to check it out, send me an email. I'll get you the link. Um, but I, I'm hoping to see a lot of people there. Socialredpill.com. That's a live Q and A with myself, Vince, and, and the Red Pill family. So you guys can check that out. I uh, wanted to give a shout out. We'll do the first batch here of everybody who's uh, helping support us in the battle of the streams. Uh, so the battle of the streams is D Live, Rumble, Pilled, and Facebook. Gitter Done donated five lemons. Thank you so much, Gitter Done. Um, in the end, God wins. In the end, God wins. Just followed. Welcome. In the end, God wins. Thank you for the follow there on D Live. Uh, Dean the Bean nine one one donated one diamond. Thank you so much, Dean the Bean. P Kitty seventy nine one lemon. Thank you so much, P Kitty. And RPG thirty five seventy three two ice cream. Thank you so much, RPG thirty five seventy three. Appreciate that. If you guys are new here, go on over to redpills.tv. We're all linked up over there. You can find us all throughout social media, all of our streaming channels, as well as our social platform that we have ourselves, which is a private social network that you guys can join, be a member up. Really cool. Um, as well as Vince will be covering the show tomorrow. I'm heading out to Dallas. Uh, I'll be at the event Friday morning and Saturday morning. So if you are in the Dallas, Dallas area and you are coming out to visit the event, hit me up on a social red pill. If you want uh, the meet, say hi, hang out. Mike Falou, looking forward to seeing you again, buddy. Uh, and, and a lot of other people out there, whoever, uh, I, I know there's a few others that reach out to me. I don't want to say your names out there, Mike, I don't care, <laughs> but, but yeah, so Dallas, I'll be in Dallas the next two days. Uh, I'm going to awesome. try to get some good interviews with some people and I will try to broadcast that. If we do go live, you'll know, I'll send out the information. Um, awesome. 
So yesterday we talked about Argus. Remember this? Talked about Argus yesterday? Argus. Argus. So we have a, a Crete AI, which oh, yeah. just won a, a contract with the Department of Defense through their AI platform, Argus. And this is which the one uses- that's going to monitor Xbox chats and who knows what else, everything. Oh, right? everything. Literally everything. Yeah. And so Argus is based upon the Nebula network, but basically how it works is that it's tied into social streamed data. So anything that's public social stream data, as well as a public social streamed metadata. So it looks at the front end and it looks at the back end. But then it also looks at private data, which the DOD has access to. If you don't think the DOD has access to your private data, think freaking again, okay? They do, I assure you. And they're feeding this into this artificial intelligence named Argus. What Argus does is Argus can go out there and he utilizes predictive analytic algorithms to determine whether you're potentially a threat. And so let's say that Argus says, hey, in the future, I'm predicting war with Russia in about five years. And I've identified these people in the United States of America who are Russia positive. That puts you on a list. Okay, that's what your government is doing. And they say foreign actors. They always use the word foreign actors. But a foreign actor is anybody who they don't agree with or who disagrees with them. Yeah, or anybody they can frame as that. Right. Oh, you're a Putin apologist. Now, now in the EU, you have the Digital Services Act that just came into play, right? Yeah. Now, do you remember the bill that was being proposed in Senate a few months ago. Uh, Senate Bill 1181 or something like that. I don't know. That's right. What you're talking about. That's right. The Restrict Act. The Restrict Act, yeah. Okay. The version of the Restrict Act just passed in the EU. Okay. That's what that was. That was basically the Restrict Act in the EU. And they're going to push it again through in the United States. The World Economic Forum calls for regulators and tech firms to use its definitions of hate speech, misinformation, and more to regulate the internet. Remember when I was talking about the Restrict Act and I said specifically, this law is not for you. This is for the internet companies, the ISPs, the social media giants, that they will be the ones imposing these restrictions onto you, monitoring you, and then reporting you to the government as a facilitator of that information. Just like they did with all of this lockdown BS a few years ago, they have other authorities under pressure in order to impose yep. it on the people, so they're out of the out right. of trouble, I guess. No, not really, but they try. That's how they try. Very so the World Economic Forum continues to quietly work on putting itself and a bunch of massive other partner collabora- corporations at the center of redefining and, if need be, defining the world we live in, whether it's about artificial intelligence or online censorship. So they are coming out supporting the United Nations uh, new programs that go out there and censor the internet. You remember, remember like 10 years ago, they wanted an internet kill switch. Barack Obama wanted an internet kill switch. And we had WikiLeaks and uh, all these different digital sovereigns line up and say, that's not happening. Well, now they're trying to implement this through laws, restrictions, and regulations implemented by countries or corporations themselves through terms of use policy. So do you remember back in September of last year, PayPal released an update to their terms of service and PayPal said, if you have a PayPal account, now you gotta remember your social media is not connected to your PayPal account. Right. Okay. You're not like your Facebook isn't linked to your PayPal account, your personal PayPal. They said, if you have a PayPal account, and PayPal goes out there and searches you and finds on social media something that they determine to be propaganda, disinformation, misinformation, hate speech, or any of it. They can fine you $2,500 without even telling you. And they'll take it directly out of your bank account. Yes, I recall. That's what's coming down the pipe with these businesses and these corporations. That's why it's imperative that we start decentralizing where we get content, where we utilize content. Because YouTube, I don't think X will be there, which is one of the problems that they have with it. I don't think X will be in that, but I definitely can tell you Facebook will be. Yeah. So Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates just joined the BRICS nations. Okay. 
Sorry, today, Saudi Arabia and the Ameri uh, United Arab Emirates just joined the BRICS nations. Today and yesterday, we wow. saw gas prices skyrocket. So yeah. Saudi Arabia's extension of oil production cuts until the end of 2023 and longer helps ensure energy prices will become an election 2024 debate. Why it matters, U.S. gasoline prices, which have been on the rise, are closely tethered to global oil prices. Meanwhile, the presidential campaign season is heating up and voters already give the White House low marks on the economy. Joe Biden, just two weeks ago, went and decreased energy production in the United States by 50%. If sustained, the oil price is currently. Crude price strength could weigh President Joe Biden's re-election bid. The kingdom said Tuesday morning it's keeping the current reduction of 1 million barrels per day in place for another three months subject to monthly review. Russia, meanwhile, extended the 300 barrels per day export cut for the same time. So what we're seeing here is the BRICS nations weaponizing energy exports. I'm pretty sure we just said that the other day. I, I've been saying this since the fucking beginning. They're coordinating. The BRICS nations are they are coalescing all of the imports and exports that they can that they're typically getting the world is getting the oil or you got corn soy wheat all of these other products livestock that the united states ships out to other countries they are organizing these among the, the BRICS nations the primary one is energy because the dollar is still tied to the energy trade and they're going to weaponize it against the western nations and this is exactly what we're seeing right now with oil is it's being weaponized against the western nations and guess what what why is oil so so oil is yeah, it's, it's like our achilles heel how about this and maybe this example will be this is a good analogy oil is the global trade what bitcoin is the cryptocurrency yep okay bitcoin drops in price every single cryptocurrency drops 20 30 percent in price they all crash. Oil increases in price. The cost of goods and services globally skyrockets. Why? Because everything takes gas and oil to produce. Nothing is produced for free. I mean, what we're just looking at this is like um, the little fruit cups. You know the little fruit cups that you get yeah. for, at the grocery store? Sure. The fruit comes from South America and is shipped to China to be packaged and processed and then shipped back to America. I've seen that with a lot of processed foods. That is just bonkers. But but it makes no sense logistically until you start understanding the global energy cost and the cost to do business like that. That type of stuff is about to skyrocket in price. price. This is why we're talking about global economic collapse because if you put the strengthening of the global economy onto the western nations you tighten the grip let's just say the BRICS nations go out there and do this vince BRICS what? nations come out there and they say hey <clears throat> the united states just sent depleted uranium rounds to ukraine which is a violation of international treaty we, the BRICS nations, are going to sanction the United States of America by charging a tariff on all of their exports. Yeah, sounds like a sounds like a card out of Trump's playbook. Yeah, it absolutely is. Could happen, and you're going to see that. That's how the weaponization of this is going to work. And, so, and the messed up thing is, it's it's especially dangerous to have oil targeted and or the petrol dollar because. Um, at the same time, Joe Biden's destroying it on our end too, and trying mm -hmm. to implement all this green energy BS. So it really becomes an Achilles heel for the U.S. and for the West. It's very uh, concerning. So let me ask you this then: What does that do? That pushes the Green New Deal. That pushes the the climate change agenda. That pushes the green revolution of the implementation of clean energy doesn't it oh yeah because they could use carbon credits as part of a new implementation into some kind of currency that needs to be replacing the dollar 
Well, I mean, if, if oil is, is crazy expensive, that yeah. just goes on to play into the narrative of the globalists trying to implement a green energy revolution. And, yeah. you know, uh, we were, Ben was talking about this. Ben Stewart was talking about this on Earth Chronicles earlier of uh, one of the people that he's been studying. I forget her name. I'm going to look into her. I'm going to try to get her on the show uh, about how she was talking about the offshore mining deals. Uh, within Maui that were trying oh. to be brokered with the natives and they kept on denying it. And then oh. all of a sudden all of it burned down. And oh. in the meantime, they changed the laws and now they're going to allow it. And there's going to be a lot of rare earth mineral mining that done off the coast of Maui. Wow. I haven't heard that. I, I have to go back and listen to that. It, it looked yeah. very intriguing. Uh, by the way, if anybody else needs to go back and watch it, it's on the social red pill. If you go into the main feed. Perfect. Yeah. So he, here's one of the problems that I have. Mm -hmm. If we implemented green energy infrastructure globally, if every house in the United States of America put a solar uh, 30, a 15,000 watt kilowatt hour solar panels on there. Okay. Yeah. You wouldn't have enough energy. Okay. That's every house in America. Don't, don't, I don't care what Elon Musk tell any. I don't care what a lot of these people, you won't have enough energy. The reason you won't have enough energy because it's direct energy. There's not enough storage capacity to store that energy. Now, if they all had Tesla walls, okay, now we're getting there. But Tesla walls are like two times or three times the amount of the solar panels in the sense of cost. That yeah. Costs I, a lot more money. Yeah. I was talking to someone today. They said if they got some kind of energy storage system, not necessarily that, but another one, they got a quote for $12,000. They're like, yeah, I might, yeah. So do you have $12,000 to do that? Most people probably that's not their priority for their $12,000. I got a lithium ion backup generator. Okay. It's about this big. It's like this big. Okay. That cost with some six solar panels, right? was three grand and all the cabling I need. Now, if it was just me running like one refrigerator and a laptop, I'm good. So with that, I'll be able to keep one fridge running and I will be able to keep something else running. But that yeah. doesn't mean I'm not using my generator because I'm using my generator at night because there's no sun and I have yeah. to allow those batteries to recharge after well, they dissipate down. Yeah. And I'm here, I might get a month or two without any direct sunlight. How is that going to work for mm -hmm. me? Well, but the real kicker here is when you understand why they are implementing the green energy revolution. Number one is that the infrastructure that is being laid down would not sustain a population of 8.5 billion, but instead would only sustain a population of roughly 1 billion people globally. That this infrastructure is meant to be um, versatile, which can be exchanged over long periods of time. And that's fine. I, th I think that that's actually good. The problem is, is it becomes a financial nightmare for the consumer that you're renting your solar panels. And since you're renting your solar panels, so they're limiting energy usage, the cost per kilowatt is going to skyrocket. Yeah. Plus, your city's going to steal any excess energy that you have, and they're going to make it so you have to connect all your stuff to the grid. Yeah. I mean, just think time is money, right? Time is energy. Energy is money, and time is money. So let me ask you this. My car, my truck, gets about 500 miles per tank of gas. And it cost me $68 to fill up my tank. Okay. Now, if I had an electric truck, I would get about electric car, 300 miles. Okay. Hmm. Now, how long does it take me to drive that 500 miles? Oh, I don't know. A few days. No, eight, eight hours, nine hours, 10, about nine oh, and a half hours. If you're right? driving consistently. Yeah. Right. But about nine and a half hours. Okay. If you're on a trip. Sure. But if I was to do that in a vehicle that only gets 300 miles and is all electric, can't it'd be three to four days because I would have to give 24 hours for a recharge. And so now do you see the cost per well, kilowatt hour when you start thinking about yeah. the time delay? They're terrible. Electric cars are just absolutely, absolute garbage to mm -hmm. me. I can't believe there's so many people who are just in love with it and they just love to. I love electric cars. Oh. I love my electric car. It takes me from one 15 minute city to the next dude. And then we're hearing about the salt water causing them to explode and stuff from uh, the hurricanes yep. and whatnot. I see a lot of them are at the beach and it's just like, yikes. So do you know who um, Lionel Shriver is? Margaret Ann Shriver? No. So she's an American author, author and journalist who lives in the United Kingdom. Okay. 
she is a Democrat. Hmm. She voted Joe Biden in the 2020 presidential election. Okay. So she released an open letter in September of 2022 endorsing Ron DeSantis for president. In the letter, she criticized Biden and Donald Trump as poor leaders. That's fine. That's her yeah. opinion. Praised DeSantis for handling the COVID-19 pandemic and banning critical race theory in schools, opposing transgender women for competing in women's sports and passing the Florida Parental Rights and Education Act while noting she disagrees with him on abortion. So she's a liberal, okay? Mm. She's a liberal, but she absolutely nails wokeism. And this is what... So we have people like um, Michael Shermer. Michael Shermer is the editor of Skeptics Magazine. He's a liberal, okay? okay? So when it comes to the trans movement and all this stuff, this guy is like, uh-uh, this is not science. Even yes. with climate change. He's like, uh, there's something going on here. But you have... is most normal liberals. Right. You have Eric Weinstein, a liberal, who's been on the Joe Rogan podcast. He's coming out against this stuff, okay? You have lots of these people who are Democrats, liberals, coming out against this stuff. Listen to her talk about wokeism here. This is just absolutely epic. It's just spot on right. Don't mind if I do. People who are most woke and who use the term privileged in that pejorative sense, which Mm. means you have to shut the fuck up. (laughs) They are overwhelmingly white, Mm. affluent, and well-educated. In other words, they are the privileged. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's the privileged who are telling other white people to shut the f*** up. And the irony of this self-selected elite is that they're getting down on everyone else for being privileged, but what they really want is more privilege for themselves. It is a kind of greed, because on top of having all the money and the great education and all the status, that's not enough for them. Mm. They have to have the moral high ground. Yeah. <laughs> How wow. spot on was that? I would call that a normal liberal. And I think that's a lot of the liberals that I meet in my day-to-day face-to-face is people yeah. are like... But she says really it's, it's simply the greed of wanting more privilege for themselves, so which they take the moral high ground. I was watching this other conversation on on TikTok of black conservatives against liberal white people. And they're like saying, this is offensive that you you utilize black people. Like, well, we want to save you. She's like, I need no saving. It's actually like, leave racist. Me alone. Yeah, yeah, it becomes racist because they're like, you know, they say, oh, black people can't get driver's licenses, all this crazy stuff, right? Like it becomes very racist. And uh, we aren't as stupid as we look. Come on. Well, some of us. Hey, is that a jab at me? <laughs> no, it wasn't a jab. No, it wasn't. Definitely wasn't not a jab at you. I'm just kidding. Definitely was not a jab at you. Yeah. Um, wow. That's good. I love I love it. Hopefully that she could wake some libs up. Well, and that's the thing is I think that we are at that point where a lot of people are waking up. And yeah. as long as we keep on calling out the bullshit and we call out the disinformation agents. Like, I don't know if uh, many people have been on Twitter lately. But uh, Mario Newall, who hosts a lot of the Twitter spaces, yeah, they've been getting massive pushback and infiltration into their spaces, and they they called out Mossad agents yesterday. Wow, I've like, seen some suspicious individuals join these chats and propagandists yeah. from Ukraine, etc. Uh, I think you've been in these chats too. That's yeah. phenomenal. So. Yeah, they're, they're calling out Mossad agents. Wow. The, the ADL is on a full frontal attack against X platform. But who's really funding that? Well, the taxpayer dollars funding that, but also George Soros and all these other philanthropies are funding that. And once you say anti-Semitic, oh my goodness. I know. You can't be an anti-Semite. You're an anti-Semite if you're on X, allegedly. But you can call a white man a cracker. Yeah, you know, it's so, yeah, right? Wonderland. 
Federal prosecutors revealed in court filings Wednesday that they'll seek the return of an indictment against President Joe Biden's son, Hunter, before the end of the month. Now, this is the special prosecutor that was appointed that is going to be doing this, which we warned you about months ago when the the special prosecutor was selected, saying that this is a way to basically ease the tensions of Hunter Biden, get it out of the public purview, take care of it with a special prosecutor who is illegal in his appointment anyway, and keep it out of the hands of Congress. Because what they're going to do is they're going to indict him. They're going to they're going to slap him on the wrist, and then all the accusations that are coming from the subpoenas from Congress become null and void from the investigation. Yeah, well, we'll have to pay attention to what else is going on while they run that distraction through and try to cover for Hunter. Yep. All right. So Pentagon plans vast artificial intelligence fleet to counter China threat. The Department Defense Department seeks an array of air, land and sea based autonomous systems to keep pace with adversaries. The Pentagon intends to va- uh, field a vast network of AI powered technology, drones, autonomous systems within the next two years to counter threats from China and other adversaries. The Deputy Secretary of Defense provided new details in a speech Wednesday about the department's plans to spend hundreds of millions of dollars to produce an array of thousands of air, land, and sea-based artificial intelligence systems that are intended to be small, smart, and cheap. In other words, deployable drones, both waterborne, airborne, and landborne, as well as various different types of deployable robots from those drones and weaponized kamikaze drones. And here's the thing. If they're telling you they're going to spend hundreds of millions of dollars in the next two years to do it, they already have it. It's already done. It's probably already designed. It's just ready for serial production. I wonder how small they're going to go. I mean, they're already using biotechnology out there as part of their weaponry. Who knows? Maybe they'll have a trillion robotic fleet in the ocean. Well, speaking of biotechnology, scientists grow human embryo in the lab without sperm, egg, or a womb. Nope. Stop. 14 days. 14-day-old embryo was born in a lab by utilizing stem cells only to produce the sperm, to produce the womb, to produce the egg. Guys, they just created a human embryo without any human beings. That's profound. That's scary. Because what that brings about is the re- the the realization of clones? Absolutely. Oh gosh! What also brings about another perspective of why they might want your DNA. Create their clone army. Protect your DNA at all costs. What's that Tom Cruise movie where he's the astronaut who leaves Earth and he gets a. Um, hijacked by the aliens, and then he finds himself back on the planet, and he's working with his his girlfriend on the planet, but he finds oh. out that they, they cloned him in a war, and he became the soldier that killed all of humanity, wow. and they cloned him a million times. Yeah, it's a pretty interesting movie. Um, Niger increases the price of uranium. Oh, yeah. And Niger wants to be with Russia and join the BRICS nations. By the way, Niger wants to basically join up with Russia. Russia has uh, Kazakhstan, which is the top uranium mine in the world. The other ones are in Northern Africa. Go figure. And so that, yep, in Niger. So France is largely dependent on that uranium source from Niger along with other Western nations. Mm -hmm. This is just a kick to the nuts to these countries that are dependent on them because they have to pay these exorbitant prices, just feeding the BRICS nations even more. It's just, it's something. This is going to escalate quick because they're dependent on these resources from these raped and pillaged countries, essentially. Yep. So some U.S. states are likely to launch their own currency as financial collapse loons. You know, this is interesting. Ed Dowd was talking about this with uh, um, Mike Adams. But I was talking about this with Missouri and Texas, both introducing gold-based digital currencies within their own states. And this is a preparatory in the perspective that if the Tenth Amendment does come into play, where – they steal the election. They try to do something to the Donald Trump or whatever it might be. These states can go about and basically start this civil war. Why do you think they're trying to get rid of Paxton in, in Texas? So he's the one. Happen. Yeah, he's the one that filed the lawsuits in the 2020 election against the federal government saying this is a fraudulent election. You need to do something. 
That's why they're trying to get rid of him, Ken. And, and guess what? They're going to come after him with a hammer. And now I don't know how this is going to go, but but Pelosi style. Texas will be Texas or Michigan. Texas or Michigan is where the revolution is going to start. And what it's going to be is it's going to be 10th Amendment state rights. These states are going to say, we're done. We're, we're leaving the union. We're seizing all federal property in our state. We're done. And I'm not saying Gretchen Whitmer is going to do this. No, no. The people will take over Michigan before that happens. But in Texas, you have a really good possibility of doing that because Congress, the legislative Congress, the House in Texas can quite literally do this through a parliamentary vote. And you would get both sides of the House to vote on it. And they would say yes. And once Texas does it, Louisiana, Arkansas, Oklahoma, follow. Kentucky, Tennessee, they follow. Iowa, Nebraska, they follow. South Dakota, North Dakota, they follow. And the yeah. list just goes on. <clears throat> and every patriot and every other state that's not following is going to be shouting at the rooftops, why are you doing this? Yep. And it's going to cause this, uh, this whole scenario. I, I think that's a real possibility, man. And these currencies, hopefully, whether they be a decentralized currency, maybe they adopt Bitcoin or some other uh gold-backed currency or something, it's going to probably be pretty desirable to other countries like, I don't know, the BRICS nations. Mm. Uh-oh. Well, just think about that. If Texas if Texas seceded from the United States and says, hey, we're done with this, and, and 12 or 22 or 25 other states followed, and the United States is like, we're going to sanction you, and they just say, fine, we'll do business okay. with Mexico, who's uh, going to be a member of the BRICS nations, and we'll just get our imports from there. Yeah, and they have easy trade with them yep and imagine how much of the human trafficking and guns and tr guns trade would be cut off through that border mm -hmm. wow all right so it's one of those slow news days you know i don't like to go through all the details of things but what i'm going to tell you is prepare for the storm surge guys we are in the midst of september next week is the anniversary of september 11th 2001 yeah. so we're coming up on the 22nd anniversary what wow. does that mean is be vigilant keep your eyes out for anything that could happen because a lot of things could potentially happen here very very soon and i think that september is going to lead us into red october i think red october we're probably going to have some type of standoff with russia some type of rogue nuclear event i don't know i sure and hope hell hope that that doesn't happen but i think that we could potentially see the beginnings or potentially even the black swan event happen within the next two months i hope not listen i don't want this to happen but the the energies are primed for it to happen and so yeah. be prepared have enough food and water to feed your family for three to six months have enough medications to take care of your family um, understand that the new COVID variant is here. Don't take it for granted. Get your ivermectin. Get 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 stocked up on what you need to be stocked up. Stay healthy. Keep your immune system strong. Okay? Have a way to defend yourself. Have a way to defend your family. And, you know, understand that at the end of the day, when you look back at all of this, this had to be this way. It had to happen this way. We have to go through these growing pains before we can have that civilization that we've always dreamt of until we can truly be free. It had to be this way. So understand that. Guys, we're going to head to the um, After Dark Q&A. That's in about 30 minutes from now, ending the show just a little bit early. Vince has the con for the show tomorrow. After Dark Q&A on Social Red Pill. Go to the socialredpill.com. Socialredpill.com. Sign up there. You can get a free profile. Or you can sign up for the description. Um, if you're new over there and you want to jump in, just let send me a message or post it on the feed. I'll get you that link. Um, if you are a subscriber and you would need help locating the link for where the Zoom is, hit me up with a direct message or post it on the feed. We'll get you that. Uh, a big thank you to Love the Beach for the two ice cream donated. Roxy SDG 69, one lemon. Thank you so much, Roxy. RMUAFC2 gifted a cookie. Thanks for everything you do, gentlemen. Thank you so much, RMUAFC2. Marilou, four lemons. Cowgale, one lemon. Gramify Revolt. Lori, one lemon. Thank you so much, Marilou. Cowgale, Gramify Revolt. And Karen Hair, seven gifted a cookie. Tom Cruise movie was Oblivion. Thank you so much, Karen Hair. Much appreciated there. 
Guys, I'll be heading out to Dallas, but I'm going to have some good interviews, so I'm going to try to get those posted. Uh, so look for our rumble for that for this weekend uh, with all the guests that we have out there. Uh, going to be a great time. Much love, respect. God bless you guys. Hope you guys all have a great evening. I'll see some of you guys on the After Dark Q&A starting right after the show. About 30 minutes, I'll be there, but I'm going to start it right now so you guys can all join in. And we'll see you guys next time on the Red Pill Project and the Daily Dose. Good night. Either we will get the full cooperation of other governments to stop this menace, or we will expose every bribe, every kickback, every payoff, and every bit of corruption that is allowing the cartels to preserve their brutal reign. And it is indeed brutal. And uh, they call me iPatch the game. <laughs> I, I think it's, I, I haven't, look. Frankly, uh, if you look at the media, where the media is a closed media, we don't have an open free media anymore. They don't want to hear anything. They don't write about it. It's a, it's collusive. It's uh, nobody's ever seen anything like it. It all happened during this period of time. It happened just before the election. They wouldn't talk about certain subjects that you know better than anybody, Michael. And uh, you know that's the beginning of communism.